on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Let's get back to High Tide. It is five minutes after the hour of five. Good to have the pleasure of your company this morning. Grant Boyden and Kieran Ariki doing the business today. Alan Blake away and we do have a weather update. I can tell you they have just updated it for us. So... For Broken Bay to Port Hacking, we are looking at southerly, 20 to 25 knots, reaching up to 30 knots during the morning. Winds turning southeasterly, 15 to 25 knots in the middle of the day. Seas will be 1.52 metres. The swell will be southerly around a metre, increasing to 1.5 metres during the morning, then tending southeasterly, 1.5 around the middle of the day. There is a 70% chance of rain, as you heard with Sarah a few moments ago during the news and the weather. For Morton, uh, Cape Morton, Morton all the way to Point Danger. You're looking at, uh, uh, well, that hasn't been updated, but it's southeasterly, 15 to 25 knots, seas 1 to 1.5 metres, increasing to 1.5 to 2 metres during the afternoon. First swell will be in easterly at 1.5 of a metre and uh, tending uh, southeasterly at 1.5 of a metre during the morning. The second swell will be around 1 metre and that will be a southerly. Today's tides, we're looking at a high tide of 2.04 of a metre at 9.23 a.m. and at four, uh, three minutes after four this afternoon, a low of 0.15. The next high tide will be 10 p.m. at 1.52. There you go, Kieran Riki. Did I miss anything? No, no, but people have got to take on board that there will be a, a very strong run-in and a very strong run-out. Absolutely. It'll be like so a... So the fish aren't going, to be, fish aren't going to be that prevalent in that strong current. They will be hiding Maybe it, ready to ambush. Maybe it's a good day to go freshwater fishing. I would think so. Steve Bowler, you know, good morning. Nobody knows what's going on there. Yep, Steve Bowler, good morning. Good morning, boys. How are we going? Not bad. Yourself? Oh, can't complain. Yes, the the freshwater fishing is very, very good at the moment. Uh, That said, the saltwater fishing is absolutely on fire. I keep getting uh, texts and emails and, uh, you know, uh, photos of of fish that people are catching. Uh, My friend uh, Dave Penman from the Central Coast sent me a photo of some breads. He got off the rocks up there uh, during the week and just absolute stonker red uh, and also getting a few uh, photos coming in from fishers on around that sort of southwest rocks and up uh, sort of area uh, the mackerel fishing is just blowing my socks off out there I, i've really got to get out the boat out this week hopefully Steve, the coast. Mm. Steve, what is interesting talking about the mackerel right now they are in plague proportions at Southwest Rocks, is what they reported to me yesterday. Yep. But they're, they're uh, not to be sighted at Coffs Harbour. Yeah, they, well, it's sort of interesting because I got uh, told, yeah, uh, Woolai, I've got uh, some photos of some really nice uh, Spanish coming out of Woolai. So, and they must uh, have got them early yeah, in the week. Yeah, probably. But uh, that's all right. They'll be around. It's uh, it'll fluctuate from one day to the next. One day will be really, really good, and mm. the next day will, they'll be sort of either travelling or the bait will have moved down or up in the water column or something will have happened, and uh, you might get a, a you know a, a, a duck on the Spanish mackerel and a spotty mackerel, but you know the the bottom fish, the snapper and the pearl perch and. Uh, 
our track. They are out there. Uh, but oh, yeah. if you come in close with the, at, at Coffs Harbour, the Spanish mackerel, the, they take and some of 20 kilo plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty of bait there. Um, and the, what's been a bit light on has been the snapper pearl perch and long tail tuna. Right, well, yeah. there you go. That's, and that's, you know, the, the water is warming up which is what we want to see. But that seems to be a bit of a thing at the moment, Steve, doesn't it? You know, like, you know, you were talking about, Kieran was talking about at Coffs there there were none, you know. The same's been with tuna. People, you know, some people are saying there's absolutely none about them. They, you know, other people are saying, oh, it's just they're jumping in the boat. You don't even have to catch them. You know, it's it's just one of those weird seasons. Yep, yep, and that's all right, you know, with, with... Still very early in the uh, pelagic season. It's, it's sort of, you know, usually that sort of Easter period that it really catches fire. So, um, you know, although you know, it used to be that you'd sort of look for the uh, hot cross buns in the supermarket and then you'd go uh, you know, for, your, for your mackerel and things like that, no point in looking for hot cross buns now because, as we know, they, they come out on Boxing Day type thing. But uh, freshwater-wise, yeah, the fishing is still very, very consistent. There's uh, it's been a little bit dry over the last couple of weeks, so that's uh, all right. It's given the fish a, a chance to concentrate and you know, settle down a bit with the, those sort of afternoon storms where it was sort of really playing havoc. The fish would bite, 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 and then as soon as the storm came, the bite would shut down a bit. But um, now it's sort of more consistent uh Sort of top water fishing experience for, for your cod and um, yeah, plenty of yellow belly and things like that around the snag as well. So uh, over on the, the uh, coast, the, the bass fishing has just been electric. Yeah, the people are telling me that uh, despite the, the rains that they've had and the, the uh, sort of small amount of flooding, that the, the bass have you know recovered really quick and they're uh, sort of consistently there if you're, you're targeting the right spots. So, um, yeah, it's, it's looking up. So this week I think it's going to be a pretty good week, uh, wind-dependent. Uh, the wind is, has been a little bit um, of a, an issue. You know, usually in the afternoons the wind's been pretty strong, but that's okay. You, know, you can always find somewhere that's out of the wind and, and so forth, or you'll... You know, fish the, the lee bank or what have you. So, you know, it's, it's making them the most of it. But uh, as I say, the both uh, fresh and salt water, the, the you know, fish are there to be caught. And uh, if, uh, you know, one thing's not biting, there's going to be something else that is. So there's, there's lots and lots of options at this time yeah. of year. Well, those, those bass came down with that last lot of rain. Mm. And then they told me now they're spread out everywhere. Some went back up, some didn't. Some have adjusted to uh, being down the fronts of the rivers and uh, they're still there. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of uh, estuary perch being caught as well and things like that. So it's, yeah. it's just a, a good good time of year. It's, you know, there's no reason that you wouldn't get out there and, and get amongst it uh, this weekend other than, you know, if you're worried about getting wet, but... Uh, don't don't uh, stress too much about that. Take a, a, a raincoat and uh, you know keep a, a towel in the bag to dry your hands from time to time. Cause 
wet hands when you're fishing can be a, a bit of an issue, particularly with braid lines. You can really give yourself some quite nasty cuts on the joints of your fingers if you're not careful. So give, give your hands a, a dry from time to time if you can. But, put gloves uh, on. Yeah, we'll put a glove on, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, definitely a good weekend for it. And um, I'm sort of stuck here in the shop this morning, but uh, tomorrow I'm sort of looking at the boat and looking at my options, thinking maybe... Uh, Send it. If you want to buy a gun, send a message to me on my phone. Okay. Sounds good. I'll, I'll get in touch with you, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I'm talking on your behalf. You know, I'm busy. I've gone fishing. The old sign out the front. Yeah, you know, gone fishing. Um, but those days have changed. Where you can just leave your mobile number. If you want to buy something, send me a message. Hey, Steve. I'm not the world's best businessman, but I'm here to tell you: don't employ Kieran as one of your salesmen, mate. Don't do it. <laughs> He was pretty good at selling tobacco, but now look at what happened to that industry. See? See? He's a bit, a bit of much the, the kiss of death. That's all good. I know I only imported it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Tobacco is going to make a comeback, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Helps you lose weight. Yeah, it looks cool. Come on, kids, smoke. I'll tell you what I was going to talk to you about is... Uh, the keeper at the dam, the, the level's down to forty-two percent as of yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, but that's still a lot of water. Still an awful lot of water, and it's just because they're using it. But um, yeah, look, well, I haven't really had a, a close look at the long-term forecast, but I, I suspect we're going to get a, a bit of uh, more rain about, hopefully. And that that shouldn't be too much of an issue. <clears throat> Pardon me. The um, out west has been very damp. Uh, they've had some some uh, minor flooding around, uh, you know, Walgett and Burke and, and places like that. So um, yeah, it, which is a good sign. That water will push through. So yeah, it's um, consistent. As I say, consistently consistent at the moment. That's um, I think the trout streams need a bit of water. They could, but it's, you know, you don't sort of really consider this time of year, you know, fantastic trout fishing. Yeah, there's, there's too many other options on for, for me, and, uh, you know, I, I think of trout as a, a winter sort of activity, you know, where there's not the wriggle sticks sort of getting around the banks looking for frogs and things like that. Uh, speaking of wriggle sticks, there, there are absolutely still plenty around, so... Just uh, have a bit of caution if you are fishing from the bank or from a canoe. But, um, you yeah, know, best uh, idea is live and let live. You ignore them and, and stay away from them. Don't try and, you know... I don't know what you them. do if you're sitting in a canoe uh, or you're in one of those uh, boats where you've got a big deck on it because they will have a tendency to swim across the water and climb up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's... Uh, Surprising how uh, quick they can get up into a boat. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, you sort of think, oh no, there's plenty of freeboard on this boat. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you think not, not so much. They're, they're um, very adept climbers, particularly if you've got you know, you know, swim ladders and things like that. You'll find that they'll zip up those real quick. Um, but you know, as soon as they realise, oh, 
that <laughs> this isn't the other bank. There's there's uh, there's people on this boat. Usually they'll they'll get the message pretty smartly and and, and duck off. So uh, won't be too much of a problem. But uh, yeah, good times to to get out there and get amongst it. And um, you know, if you hey, are getting hey, Grant, I don't interrupt you, Grant. Yeah. See how casual he talks about the snake. Not a problem. Yeah. Pass. You know, most other people, their heart would jump out their mouth. Totally, I'm with them. Yeah. Look, <laughs> you know, when when you think about it, though, you're on a canoe. What would you rather deal with? You know, a four foot uh, brown snake or black snake trying to get aboard, or would you rather, you know, a ten foot uh, bull shark trying to get on board? Neither. Neither. There, there's nothing there that remotely looks like a sensible option to me. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be right. But um, oh. yeah, if you if you are getting some good fish this week, why not send uh, a uh, a message into the High Tide Facebook, and we'll, we'll put some photos up. I'm sure Brandon'd love to throw some listeners' catches yeah, up. Not a problem in the world. Yeah, real good. Okay. Stevie, well, I better love you and leave you and get back to to work. I got uh, some people coming in this morning, so. Yeah, should be good. Nice. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Steve. We do appreciate it. Not a drama. Cheers, guys. There you go. Stevie Bowler uh, joining us to uh, not only have a chat about fishing, but uh, the the gun shop. It's good to see that that sort of kicked off for him and it's going well, isn't it, Kieran? Yeah. It was always going to do because he knows what he's... He's one guy that knows his product. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A man of many talents too, fisherman, a uh, you know, a, a gun shop owner and a pyrotechnician. Uh, yes, and a traveller. A, a, well, a well-seasoned traveller. Well-seasoned traveller. You're a well-seasoned traveller too, aren't you? Well, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, how many yes. countries have you been deported from? Okay, I'll take a break. I'll leave it there. I'll take a break. We'll be back with more of High Tide. It's 19 minutes after five. Inflation has hit 7.8%. Interest rates have increased by another 0.25%. Let's focus on the number one. One is powerful. One act of kindness can produce a flood of joyful tears. And one dollar means two meals for someone doing it tough. Donate at foodbank.org.au. One dollar donated is two meals created. Donate at foodbank.org.au. Elevate the style of your home with the Choices Flooring Spaces for Living Sale. Redefine comfort and reveal the true beauty of your living spaces with our stylish range of carpet, timber, laminate or luxury vinyl flooring options. And create the look you've been searching for with the latest window furnishings and designer rugs. Visit choicesflooring.com.au and download the Spaces for Living Sale catalogue. It's packed full of savings and ideas to revive and re design your home. Sail now on. Ensure a smooth journey by starting your next road trip at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre, where expertise meets reliability. Our technicians will check your vehicle is road trip ready. At Repco Authorised Service, we prioritise your safety and peace of mind. Don't let car troubles ruin your holiday. Book your service online at repcoservice.com and hit the road with confidence. Are you feeling stupid?
stiff, sore and more than a little sorry for yourself? It might be time you tried that little miracle in a bottle known as stiff, sore and sorry. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Look for stiff, sore and sorry relief gel at selected health food stores and pharmacies. Go to the website loveoilcollection, that's L-O-V-E-O-I-L collection.com.au or call Ray on 040-6671-359. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's razorback4x4.com.au. Conferences and corporate golf days that will really impress your guests up half of the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Not one, not two, but three functional conference spaces and a contemporary clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green. Make Twin Creeks your ideal conference or corporate golf day venue. To find out more, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks helpful function staff on 9670 Double eight. Two SM. Have your say. Call thirteen twelve sixty nine. On Two SM and the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. You certainly are. It's 23 minutes after 5 o'clock. Still to come on the program, we're going to catch up with PJ and get a fishing report as we start focusing towards what's happening further north. Looking forward to around May this year where um, I'm going to be heading north on my little boat, my little choo-chooed boat, and we're going to be popping into um, Port Stephens, which will be absolutely great. I have to meet Baldrick, and right now we're going to head off to 163 Salamander Way, Salamander Bay, and find out how the fishing's been up there. Good morning. Tony, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well, and what about you guys? Dangerous. Dangerous? Ah, fair enough, mate. It's pretty dangerous out there today. I wouldn't like to be out there in your little... um what was the name of your boat again? My little choo-choo. <laughs> I call it my little choo-choo. <laughs> yeah. Even even like in a 36-foot um, Bavaria, I mean, the conditions, it can certainly handle the conditions, but why? Don't do yeah, it. Wait for another exactly day. My question, mate. Yeah. Why would you want to do it? No, it'd be a bit chubby for choo-choo today, I think. Um, <laughs> she's, a, <laughs> she's a fairly good southerly blonde, and we've just had a shower go through, so it's a little bit damp out there, but, you know, like winds are good for some things, um, turning windmills and um, uh, sailing ships, I guess. Yeah, yeah, true. How's, yeah. The, how's the fishing been in uh, around where you are? Look, I've been away, but all reports are that they've been still getting plenty of quality whiting off the beach. Um, Matty went down the other day and got, uh, he was seemed quite surprised, got four good quality brim and um, some whiting. So, you know, uh, I mean, you catch them all year round, the, uh, the brim, but to be in such good nick at this time of year, I think, is uh, unusual. Um, you'd have to ask Scully about that. He'd be able to tell us everything about that. But I, I believe all in all, 
uh, there's been plenty of fish taken around the bay. So uh, Pete uh, fishing down off uh, baggies, uh, got a couple of nice um, uh, flathead the other day, and uh, Terry has been out uh, in his kayak down around us. Uh, Soldiers Point and everything like that, and he he was telling me that he got some cracking um, flathead in around there underneath the just drifting there, um, throwing his plastics around. So he don't bother with bait anymore. He's really a plastic man. He said it's so much easier to clean up. But everyone to their own. I've I've turned a little bit that way myself. Unless I'm fishing on the beach, um, it's all plastic stuff for me. Or hard body um, lures and stuff like that. So, yeah. look, uh, apart from the wind, uh, yeah, I think if you were keen enough, you'd find somewhere out of it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't be heading offshore. What is it? What What are the head like? I know because I've been. <laughs> I shouldn't actually admit this, but um, we. I went out through um, the heads in a scarab in a southerly. Um, you can work out what we were doing there. Um, generally, though, is it is it a safe port to come in and out of? Oh yeah, yeah, without doubt. You know, like I mean, the only people that really get into trouble if you if you don't follow your markers in and out, you yeah. you're going to end up in trouble. And I think that's. Ninety percent of the problem, they come and they just see a bit of open water and think, "Here we go," and uh, next minute uh, they're outside the channel. So, yeah, but generally, it, it, it's very, very safe. And there is some shallow. There's some pretty shallow areas in there too that need to be observed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, you just broke up there, but uh, the wind must have blown you away. Yes, it just sounds very windy where you are at the moment. It is. It's um, a positive southerly, but uh, all in all, we're into the big tide time of the year. Um, uh, cracker at 9.23 of 2.04, and then a low in the afternoon of 0.15, and then back up in the evening to 1.52 at 10 p.m. It, so it, hopefully, um, this wind dissipates and uh, we can have a good day afterwards, but... It's not looking good, let me tell you. Well, if it doesn't improve and people want to update their tackle box, where should they go, Tone? Ah, two Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle, 163 Salamander Way, Salamander Bait. See, when, when, when Alan's not here, we make it work, right? You've got to yeah, do your own plugs. exactly. You come in and have a look at <laughs> the big map on the wall and pick yourself a spot. Um... I get a lot of people ring and they say, oh, you know, where's the, we're coming up next week. Where's the best place to fish? And, you know, I can, I can tell them a lot of places, but without actually physically seeing it on a map, you might as well be uh, talking to the door, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So th- that, that, and that's what it's all about. Uh, that's what it's all about up there, isn't it, Tony? You can go into the shop, you can look at the map, you can have a chat with you guys and you say, go down here, this is what they're catching. Here it is on the map and you can see the little red dot or green dot or whatever you've got on it. That's what it's all about. It's that community approach to fishing. Well, it is. And, I mean, every spot on the map is numbered and uh, in this day and age with uh, smartphones and everything like that, if you, um, I don't say put the number in, but if you put the vicinity in, like one-to-one ahead or something like that, 
your smartphone's going to take you right to that spot. Yeah. Kieran, did you uh, say something? I wanted to say you don't you don't ring and ask where the fish are biting one week in advance. Yes, yeah, uh, that's true, yes, that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, they <Yeah>. do. <laughs> I know they do. But you shouldn't is what he's saying. <laughs> I know what he's saying. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, that's all good, you know. Like, we're here to help, and at the end of the day... Uh, people that come, I, I like to see people catching fish. Um, yeah. There's no secrets or anything like that. Uh, if you get people out there and you give them the right advice and and they go out and catch some fish, they come back. They're repeat customers. So, you know, yeah, a lot of people have got the idea that, oh, you're local, you won't tell us where the good spots are because, then, you know, stuff like that. Hey, <laughs> not the case, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they can follow me if they like. You're a good man, Tony. Thanks so much for your time this morning. We better let you get back to work in case Matt's listening. Yeah, well, that's it. Oh, mate, he's probably cooking my bacon and egg roll. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, if you'd like to find out where the fish are biting a week in advance, give them a call, 49820711. You take care, Tony. Yeah, you too, guys. Thank you. Bye. Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. Well worth popping in and saying hello to the crew. 163 Salamander Way, Salamander Bay. A quick break, and when we come back, we're going to catch up with PJ. A voice you know, a voice you trust. The King of Radio, John Laws. The minute a boss dares, contact a staff member after hours. It's uh, off to jail, you go. Thank God the Greens are never going to be running the country. You'd have to leave. The fact that they hold the balance of power in the Senate, that's bad enough. All the steel's going to China now and we're going to buy it back off them. All the scrap, I mean. What the hell are we doing that for? Oh, because we're idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, you may well be right. You may well be right. Nobody can save the Governor-General because nobody can save the Governor-General. I see, that's an impersonation of Gough Whitlam. Yeah, is that right? Oh, yeah, that was terrific. Sounded just like it. The John Laws Morning Show, weekdays from 9 on 2SM. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all. Connecting you to what really matters. To the issues you care about. To the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. Introducing the all-electric seven-seat Kia EV9. Silence never felt so loud. Visit kia.com.au to find out more. Kia. Movement that inspires. If you're looking for value for money on all homewares, then check out the incredible savings at Peters of Kensington. You'll get more bang for your buck on cookware, small electrical, dinnerware and tabletop items, kitchenware, Manchester luggage and more. All the top brands are at Peter's. Scanpan Cookware, Rydell Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware, Stanley Rogers Cutlery and Sheridan Towels. 
Visit their flagship store at 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, open seven days a week, or shop online, petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else? It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au 2SM Have your say. Text us on 0458 049 209. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. This is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Welcome back to High Tide. Time now to find out how many fish are sitting in Peter Johnson's fridge. He was be, he's been out fishing with Laurie McAnally. Tell you what, what a corrupt crew that could be. G'day, PJ. How are you? Corrupt's probably not the right word, but you know what I meant. I was just going to say, head steady on there, young fella. <laughs> I was looking for Motley Crew, but ended up with Corrupt. I suppose there's not much difference in some yeah. respects. Well, Motley Crew, what a band that was. But, yeah, we 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 uh, had the pleasure of Laurie's company for two afternoons. He he, he offered to take us around in his little boat, the, the one that he picked up off Blakey, and what a great little unit that is, and it's uh, certainly well used. And uh, it shows at the moment, but yeah, no, we uh, we had a good time uh, doing some crab trapping with Laurie, and uh, yeah, we we, we came home. Uh, my mate Scotty Gill is a builder here at Old Bar. He uh, he had a, a great time away, and uh, yeah, the uh, the the legend of Laurie. He just you know like if he says he's only got to be. 10% smarter than the mud crab he wants to catch. He sells himself short there because <laughs> he. I've been I've been with Laurie a, a few times, and like he just knows their habits. Yeah. You know, like and you know, like I consider myself fairly adapted catching crabs, but what he knows is he's just the pinnacle. And of it, uh, crab knowledge, yeah. And it sort of goes back to what you were saying, uh, you know, a few months ago about keeping a diary. You know, we, I, I'm one of those people who has trouble remembering uh, all of these intricacies and things like that. But Laurie's got the capability of just being able to recall it clicking by clicking his fingers. Um, for many of us, we have to write it down so that we don't forget. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I've forgotten a lot of stuff that I haven't written down and the stuff that I have written down, it becomes indelible in your brain because you're always going back and researching it. But, um, you know, it's been years since I've done any fishing in the river at, at Southwest Rocks. It's always been offshore. And so we had to reignite ourselves. And uh, i got to tell you, my mate, Scotty Gill, to watch him fish brim on hard-bodied lures, surface lures, I got an education. Uh, the guy is um, seriously, he should be fishing brim comps. He's really, really good. Taught me things I never knew of. Um, <laughs> we, You know, because he does this. He's yeah. very rarely fished with bait. From an early age, he's always fished with, he started with soft plastics. Now he's gone to hard body. So what I learned in the couple of afternoon sessions was just amazing. 
Yeah, really, really good. He's a he's a great fisherman, Scotty. A damn good builder too. I've got to tell you, yeah, <laughs> really good builder. That helps. That but, helps. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, but like, he's he's got his attitude to fishing the same as he does. If I'm going to do the job, I've got to do it right, and I'm only going to get one crack at it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And so his his lure placement, his lure, um, his lure selection, and also which bank we're going to fish. And he said, "This bank's no good." The tide's not running here. It's on the other bank. We go to the other bank and we get fish. You know, like he's just—he's just really got a really good uh, fishing brain for that. So we had a great time. We came home with turtles uh, and mud crabs. Yeah, we 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 came home well, um, and we had a great time. We got some nice brim, um, the odd flathead. Um, and some blue swimmer crabs as well as mud crabs. So we had a really good time. It's great to catch up with Laurie because, you know, we, we talk about things in the past and we talk about what we want to do in the future. Um, yeah, just really good. And I, I love it that you're catching mud crabs because I'm sitting here looking at Kieran Riki, who's got tears rolling down his face. I, I think the guy's going into depression because he's so desperate for a mud crab at the moment. So fishing report, what, what can you tell us? Where are they biting and what should we be doing to catch those little... Sneaky little buggers. Well, before I do, Kieran, I've had three crab sandwiches the last two days. <laughs> He's walked out. And, He's um, walked out in yeah. disgust. I love it. I love it. I owe you, PJ. I, 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 I just hope Swanee's catching crabs as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. Too good. Sorry, Kieran. Yeah, I'm going to pay for that. And oh, there goes this uh, this this weekend's pay from Kieran. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I suppose no, you can't take anything right. away from so nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Zero, zero. Um, so fishing wise, um, down here it's it's been funny. The current's been. I don't know what's going on. The current's been turning over. Yeah, and there's lots had, of eddies off the coast, and, isn't there? It's still predominantly yeah, flowing had, down, but there's just eddies everywhere. There's 25 degrees one day, and then it's uh, 19 and green Yeah, the next. So we're not able to establish a, a pattern where we can rely on where we're going to find the fish. But there's look, from Barry's Bay, um, which is the other side of Port Macquarie around Port Plummer, there's been a few uh, mackerel and cobia caught there. Um, the bottom, um, I know Benny Pake has been trapping in two different depths, and 65 metres seems to be the one that's holding the fish on the bottom. Um, I know some guys have uh, been going out there um, trying their luck for dolphin fish. One day they're there, the next day they're gone. You'll find them when the current's really going strong to the south, um, the warmer water, when this colder current comes in, it, it's different. But the snapper have been biting on the colder currents. So, you know, like if it's plan B is to take gear for the ob- the uh, the obvious um things that are going to be there. So if you want to chase dolphin fish, make sure you've got a bit of bait so you can go and fish bottom for snapper. Yeah. In case the current turns. Um, uh, the beaches, well, in amongst the swells and all that, there's been quite a few good tailor caught. And uh, I, I know we're hearing from um, uh, Jason up there at Port Macquarie that some of the tailor have been around three kilo. We're not that lucky, but we've had a few two kilo 
ones down here, and like they're they're anywhere from Halliday's Point right up to um, Crowdy Head, and I'd, I'd I'd say look all the way up to Diamond Head. If they're at Crowdy, they'd be at Diamond, and especially uh, on, on the fingers at the northern end of Kylie's. If if you can get onto them and and they're um, washed out, those fingers they hold good fish, and probably a Jew or two in there as well. Um, I had a, a fella uh, send me a message about the um, methoing beach worms that I was talking about the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? and, yeah, and he said thanks for the tip. He went out and um, he, he said he, he kept them in his freezer and then he went out a couple of days later and he, he caught whiting on them. So he said thanks for the tip. That's a, that's a good one because what he used to do, he said um, he used to just freeze them without the metho, and then when they thought out, they just slimy pulp, you know? Yeah. So so that's a good one. So, yeah, he, he got fish on that. But the, the whiting are hit and miss at the moment. And, and look, Grant, I'd say that's because we've had the the um, the the strong northeasters blowing that cold water back onto the beach. Yeah. And when, when, when you get the warm pockets of water, that's when the whiting explode again. So the... the <laughs> If we can get a steady run of temperature, everything will come good again. Um, the, the lake, Wallace Lake, they've had a, a pretty good run of blue swimmer crabs down there. Um, so that's going all right. Their flattered fishing is, is, is quietened off a touch. And while I'm on, on, while I'm on the subject of flattered fishing, I want to bring up uh, inconsistency. Okay, we've got a size limit of a maximum size limit of seventy centimeters, right? Yep. Commercial fishermen don't. Now I was talking to the rep of the Underwater Spearfishing Federation of Australia, Bob McComb. Bob's um, been a long time friend of mine, and we've been on several review committees together. And he's he raised a, a, an important point: the commercial sector uh, doesn't have to adhere to this seventy centimeter limit. Because one of fisheries bargaining tools was there's only a small percentage of population that mesh flatted, so the take of big fish over 70 centimetres is not that great. But he said, you guys with a mesh net, you get to measure the fish. He said, you guys that fish by line, you get to measure the fish. If it's over 70 centimetres, we have to throw it back. Yeah. As a spear fisherman... With the refraction in the water, it's very hard to, to tell. tell. Yeah. I always wondered about that. I've and never I, been spearfishing, but I always wondered how they tell how big it is underwater because they just look, they just look totally different. So, yeah, I, there's anecdotal stories out there, people spearing 75 centimetre flathead and finding out too late. And it's, it's too late to throw it back then. Yeah. So... Then you're doing the morally reprehensible act of throwing away a beautiful dead fish because you're not allowed to have it. So maybe fisheries should look at slot size for these one fish between 70 and 90 or something so people can get it right. You know, just a bit of fudge factor. That's that's out there. That's just a, um, that's a brain balloon from PJ. But certainly makes a bit of sense. Yeah, well. You know, and the spearfishing fraternity is nowhere near the numbers of the line fishing fraternity. So, you know, let's, let's uh, we're all fishermen. doesn't matter whether we're commercial wrecks or spear fishermen. Let's have a look as a collective whole group how we benefit from this, you know. Fair cool. But getting, get, getting back to uh, the flathead fish and, um, you know, things have been uh, 
pretty good. They're pretty steady. Um, the secret to getting the bigger fish is to use live baits or to use large lures. Simple as that. I, I, target your prime spots, walk around your sand flats and have a look at low tide, look for the flathead lies, then go back on the high tide and as it starts to run up, throw your lures up onto the shallow and then back over into those drop-offs where you saw the lies. Know your area you're going to fish, your success rates will improve. Too easy. You know, like just, yeah, that's how you manage a flathead. The brim is starting to show up in numbers now, um, but they're further up the river. Uh, they're, they're up past the, the gravel beds, so they're from um, uh, Chatham upstream. You'll find your brim up there, and it's the same. They're with the blackfish. Um, so the blackfish have been upstream for a few weeks now, so the brim are up there as well. Um, quite interesting to say that we've seen a few little bull sharks cruising the surface there on the river. Good if they're a little. Having a lovely evening. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like probably three foot. There's um, having a walk there behind the Shoreline Tavern there at Harrington and you could see the fin and tail fin just having a leisurely cruise up the river chasing mullet. And yeah. Mullet are starting to spill up and they'll move from one part of the river to the other. So, um, you know, like the predatory fish like the bull sharks and the mulloway will be on the back of them. So um, once they really start to gather up in numbers and then they'll probably run March, April, when those first little westerlies come, that's when they'll run the sea. That's when you want to be um, targeting mulloway off the beach with big lures or mullet fillets or whole mullet even. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's an exciting couple of months coming up. Um, yeah, so as far as surface activity up here on the ocean, there's uh, still plenty of bonito and there are some thumping big mac tuna mixed in with them. Nice. So uh, you, you'll be you, you'll be throwing a chrome slice at a school of bonito and, you, you know, you'll have a, a decent little battle there on eight kilo gear and next thing you know you'll hook up to one of these uh, express trains and you'll be sitting there for a while fighting a mac tuna <laughs> six at, Six to seven kilos, so that's a bit of fun. Um, yeah, but um, they also make a great bait. So, you know, like if you want some good bait, get a couple of mac tuna and they make really, really good snapper baits. Um, haven't heard much on the um, the soft plastic scene for, for snapper. Um, I haven't been able to catch up with anybody that's had a lot of success. It's all been bait fishing on the bottom. Um, the trag or traglin, they've been patchy. Um, Best finding the a big bait school and, 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 and sounding around that and then fishing plumb bobs around the bottom of the bait schools is your best bet. There's been a few kings coming out of some of the deeper water. Um, when the current's backed off, you can get out and fish there in 160 metres. You'll find a few kings out there. And the um, and the uh, the mackerel, like I said, they've been a peppering of them up there at Barry's Bay. So if we can get some decent water coming South, they should be around mermaids and that in a week or two, we're hoping. And bring some warmer um, water to us all. PJ, we're going to love you and leave you. We'll look forward to catching up with you tomorrow, my friend. Oh, I've got an interesting conversation for you tomorrow, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Based on last week, I've got no doubt. There he is, Peter Johnson. PJ, <laughs> joining us on the high tide. We'll be back with more right after this. G'day, Australia. Glenn McGrath here. No one should go through breast cancer without care. 
That's why every virtual pink seat you buy during the NRMA Insurance Pink Test helps ensure that people with breast cancer can access the support of a McGrath breast care nurse for free. Help the McGrath Foundation reach our goal of 250 McGrath breast care nurses this year. Unite in pink and buy your virtual pink seat at pinktest.com.au. Today I'm talking to Tracy, who is one of Arbor Vitae's many happy customers. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arbor Vitae and what for? I'm a cake maker by trade and suffered with sore hands for years, which is a common issue for my fellow bakers. They know how debilitating it is. A friend suggested I tried Arbor Vitae, and I can't believe how well it's worked for me. What benefits have you noticed from Arbor Vitae? It was after my second bottle that I noticed the difference. My pain has all but disappeared. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain, no stretch of the truth. It's worked so well for me. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thank you for your time, Tracy. Arbovitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arbovitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Visit arbovitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home the Powell Kit Homes way, you go to Powell, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone Powell on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Our bathroomware stock is overflowing at Beaumont's, so we're pulling the plug. Save on bathroom packages. Take up to 30% off all bathroomware and hot deals like a $550 bath caddy free with a Cascade bath. You'll be happy you chose Beaumont's. If you're looking forward to getting the best care for your mum or dad, look no further than Widden. Whether it's extra support for mum or dad in their own home or residential care, find out more at widden.com.au. This is Radio 2SM. This is Radio 2SM. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Yes, it certainly is. It's nine minutes away from six here on High Tide. If you're thinking of heading out the heads today, well, you've been warned. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. But at the very least, if you have to, download the um, Marine Rescue app and log on as you go out. Do try and remember to log off. That's always a helpful thing if you can do that too. But do log on. It would be so nice to catch up with Marine Rescue and go, well... You've just had a boring week, haven't you? Nothing much exciting's happened, but that's not the case. They, they are just absolutely flat chat at the moment. And Dan Juma, who is the New South Wales Central Zone Commander, joins us online. Good morning, Dan. How are you? 
Yeah, good. Thanks, Grant. Yourself? Not too bad. I know you've got a busy weekend coming up this weekend, but I wanted to talk to you uh, first up about a situation you had up around Port Stephens. The Port Stephens crew were out doing, unfortunately, some you know rock fishermen that that disappeared, and they were busy. Right. Then you had a catamaran overturn. Now the crew were off doing the, the rescue, so you slid. The, um, was it the Lemon Tree Passage crew down to, to help those people out? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So Lemon Tree Passage is uh, quite a way west from uh, where the incident occurred at Nelson Head. But when the Pan Pan went up, um, our volunteers from the Lemon Tree Passage knew that our um, their neighbours from Port Stephens were out doing the, um, the search for the missing rock fishermen and jumped into action and shot out there and essentially saved the day. But it really highlights the... the, the somewhere like Port Stephens where you've got two marine rescue units, both Port Stephens and Lemon Tree Passage, they do a lot of joint training in, in sort of the other patches. So when they do you need to assist in, in their you know, other areas that they're trained, they're ready to go and they know what to do. But it also highlights that, you know, it takes one incident with a, a missing rock fisherman, which is unfortunate, um, put another incident on top and then our, our, our services are quite stretched. But we're trained to do it. It was a really good outcome. Um, we rescued three people and towed the capsized um, catamaran to shore. And it really, when it caps like it capsized completely, there was there's no way you were going to drag that one back over too. No, and I think um, our reports that there, there was some water in one of the hulls of the catamaran, so that's why it, that uh, yeah, it wasn't that. easy to ride it. Yeah, yeah. So water skiing this weekend. Yes, the Southern 80, the mighty Southern 80. It's one of the most amazing water ski races I've heard anecdotally in the world. Uh, it is the largest in the world, apparently. But uh, down on the Murray River, the um, based out of Moama, uh, the Southern 80, tens of thousands of people go down to watch it. It's huge. Um, yeah, it's an 80-kilometre race. The, it's a water ski race where the boats are towing two water skis. They travel up to 190 kilometres an hour. It's insane, isn't it? I was down there the year that the big fires broke out. They had it on that weekend. It was 45 degrees, nearly 50 degrees. And I'm not kidding. It was absolutely as hot as. And whether it's freezing cold or, you know, it's blowing a gale, your your, um, operators have to be out in those conditions too. Yeah, that's right. So we we support the event alongside New South Wales Maritime and our uh, Moama Marine Rescue Unit will be out there supporting on-water operations. So it's great. And actually, our, our Moama um, base down there is, is right at the start line, so quite exciting for the crews down there. And it, 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 right throughout the week in the lead-up to all of this too, there's been some uh, pretty hardcore rescues that your crews have been involved in up and down the coast. Yeah, that's right. And look, we just spoke about the one at Port Stephens, but one of, one of the uh, larger ones we undertook this week was on Tuesday night um, up the north coast. So we got a, we got a call... Uh, at about 7.15 p.m. With the leaders from the newsroom. I- Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we got a call about 7.15 p.m. on the Tuesday night of a vessel in distress. And quite a large vessel. It was an 18-metre motor cruiser um, off Cape Byron with three people on board. So as we do, we we, 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 um, we got a crew out the water. They, they first went from Brunswick uh, Heads, the Marine Rescue Unit from Brunswick Heads. They found the distressed vessel. They took it under tow um, as they started to... Uh, do the tow, they realised they weren't going to be able to get it into Brunswick just due to the size of the vessel. Um, They made arrangements for uh, Marine Rescue Point Danger to come out. This was all through our Port Macquarie radio hub um, for Port 
So Point Danger Marine Rescue came out. They coordinated a at-sea tow swap. So Brunswick gave it over to Point Danger. And then Point Danger towed it back into the Tweed River. Um, it was a 55-kilometre tow. And we started at 7.15pm on the Tuesday night. They didn't finish that job until... 5.30 the next morning. Holy so, Toledo. What an effort for the guys out there looking after those those um, distressed people on board their 18-metre cruiser. But that's a long night to be out, to, out at sea. But uh, that's what they do. That's what they're trained to do, and they, they love it. And they do such a valuable job. Dan, if you want to work extraordinary hours and not get paid, how do you go about doing it? <laughs> it's not all that glorious, Grant. But, look, um, if you jump on our website... Um, you, you can look, there's, there's links into how to volunteer with Marine Rescue. And look, there's, there's, there's avenues to volunteer that aren't out on the water. So if you know you get seasick or you're looking for something that's um, not on the water... There's, there's something there's, for you too. Fundraising groups, yeah. you know, radio operators, a lot of, lot of areas that we look to, um, you know, get volunteers in that, that isn't, isn't out in the water. Yeah. And, and as I said, download the app. If you're thinking of heading out today, even though we're advising not to, download the app. And for the conspiracy theorists out there that think, oh, I'm giving the government, you know, uh, access to my phone. You've already done that. You did that when you bought your phone, silly. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. The good thing is, though, and this is the thing I like. If you're in trouble, you guys know where we are. You don't sit there and monitor us and say, oh, that's where he's fishing. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll head out in my dinghy later on today. It's not like that at all. It's only when you don't come back or don't log in that you guys will actually pull up the data. And girls. Exactly, Grant. And it's a free app. Like I said, we don't monitor it unless we need to. So it's, it's used when we need to if you, if you don't log off. Um, or you send out the, you know, the alarm bells will we'll come and get you. It's a free app, and it might just save your life one day. And as Alan Blake has pointed out in the past too, when you forget to log off, if you do it via radio and you take your boat out of the water and you head on home, there are people out there looking for you. At least with the app, they can see you travelling down the highway, so it's a good out. <laughs> Could save you a little bit of headache, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it and uh, hope you have a really, really quiet weekend. Yeah, thanks, Grant. We do too. Thanks a lot. There he is, Dan Demure, the um, New South Wales Central Zone Commander um, there at Marine Rescue. A great organisation to get involved with. You should absolutely do it if you've got a bit of spare time. The, the training's fantastic too. If Look, if you're if you're a bit like me and a bit uh, bit crazy from time to time and you don't mind being out in some, some, some rough weather, perfect avenue to do it. Perfect avenue to do it. And, of course, you'll uh, be helping out your fellow mariners, which is always important as well. We are 60 seconds away from the news. The next hour we're going to have to play catch-up with the commercial breaks. I missed that one. We were running just a little bit late, and Kieran's having a few issues with his telephone this morning as well. But we will bring you up to date with some hot fishing spots in the next hour of the program. Also coming up in the next hour, I'm going to catch up with Mark Badaziak and find out what B has in his bonnet today. <laughs> Swanee will be along. Unfortunately for Swanee, yeah, Kieran is back in town. And you know what that means. The pressure is on to catch the crabs. Greg Reed will be on the program. Spoke to him yesterday. Plenty going on down his way. And we'll be catching up with Paul Burt as well. We'll also bring you up to date with what's happening around Port Macquarie. Got the report from Jason Isaac from Ned Kelly's Bait and Tackle. And I'll bring that to you on the other side of the news. So still plenty more to go. Don't forget... 
Go and like us on uh, Facebook, the High Tide Facebook page, and you can download the podcast. If you've missed any of the show, you can download those podcasts, which are getting absolutely smashed with the downloads, too. Very, very happy about that. It's news time on the other side of the news. We'll be back with more of High Tide. This is 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Good morning, I'm Tassava Brown. Curtly Beale admits he's very relieved after a jury found him not guilty of sexual assault. News Corp reports he spent many nights worried the truth may never come out and had to continue training to stay focused and overcome the challenges. Beale is thankful he and his wife can move on after 12 months of hell.